Can you guys stop swearing? I have children over here. Next time you swear, I'm gonna call the cops. Are you driving me? Are you going to hurt you? I mean, keep me from my bungalow. That's actually the first time I've heard that. I'm always late. <laughs> Sunday, 2 p.m. Board Wrestling Fan Radio, 290. Yeah, Summerfest joke. Yes, Summerfest joke. Slam. Get that out of the way. Uh, Super <laughs> Slam. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Super Slam. <laughs> the original video that's been removed, by the way. <laughs> it's been removed? It's been removed. There's got to be millions of copies. Oh, I'm sure here. there are. I, uh, that's why I yeah. said the original. Yeah, it's the internet. Nothing's ever removed. Right. Yeah. It's and removed. his name is John Stamos! Everywhere you look! <laughs> that's not John Cena. <laughs> no, Ro it's John Ro Stamos. John. <laughs> it's John Stamos' younger brother, whatever his name is. <laughs> yesterday, right. was, yesterday was John Stamos' 53rd birthday. We know where the talent in that family went. <laughs> Actually, threw a party for John Stamos. He didn't show up, but we threw a party for him. But she used that idea, so that's good. Yeah, it was just—it was an excuse to throw a party. That's all that was. <laughs> Did you at least announce at the very end that you didn't show up and play the Michelle sample, or no? No. I mean, by the end of the show, there was like a handful of people still there, and everybody wanted to go home. So, ah, <laughs> uh, one of them would have laughed. Yeah, would have been worth it. He did play uh, "Forever" between bands. The song guy did. I thought that, uh, like, without being prompted, he just did it. Like nobody told him to do it. <laughs> well, no, nobody that you know about. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Did he at least play Kokomo at some point? Or? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. He played a bunch of uh, uh, John Stamos-related music uh, in between bands. Okay, well, all right. Well, fuck you, John Stamos, for not showing up. <laughs> Again, that wasn't even the point. The point was we wanted an excuse to throw a party and like, hey, August 19th John Stamos's birthday. <laughs> I think your buddy was right. I bet he went to Kiss. <laughs> I had no idea him and Simmons were that tight, but neither did I. Google search. Yeah, neither did well, I. But I no, actually, he was. Well, I actually patented the John Stamos name in 1991 because I knew there wasn't a patent on it yet, so I didn't try <laughs> patent it. I can actually. So every time... I, I can Wait, confirm that John Stamos was in California last night. <laughs> California. California. No doubt about it. I own, I own so much of the I I own I own so much of the Stamos name that every time an X Men X Men movie plays with Rebecca Romaine, Stamos's name shows on the screen. I get paid. <laughs> I wish I got paid. Yeah, my fucking night job didn't send me my paycheck this week. I had to call them. Fuck them. That's two hundred bucks, dude. <laughs> Dude, I'm flat broke. Uh, one of my friends didn't get her paycheck the other day. You didn't get your paycheck. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> There's a what's, severe money shortage. Huh. You guys working for Dixie Carter now? 
I I might as well be. Well, I got free I got free state fair tickets, but I know that they, the, the two of those don't cost the price of my paycheck. Right. <laughs> Yeah, All maybe right. I should, maybe I should open that. Maybe my paycheck's in there. Maybe they didn't send it to me because it was they put my that, that's in the same envelope. Maybe I should check that first. <laughs> maybe I should open things before I figure out what because I, I I went to I went to um pay my um direct TV bill and it was like fifty dollars more and then I'm like why is it fifty dollars more so I finally opened my bill because they they already started charging me for the NFL Sunday ticket. Ah. Uh... <laughs> so, like. You've been ordering. <laughs> <laughs> no, I canceled. I only got the free trial of the browser's network. I had to call and use G's real name to, to take it off. <laughs> because JT needed an adult's permission to change his cable bill. <laughs> and G's the closest thing to an adult he knows. Uh oh. <laughs> well, I just said I just said I know I I knew him and he knows how to make some really nasty memes if you don't take the bill off. <laughs> <laughs> so you you've basically weaponized G is what you're telling us. Damn straight. <laughs> He's definitely a weapon of mass distraction. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I made some good ones this week, but kind of have to know the context so right oh well well it's because we're not canadian um no i don't know I, this guy i think was from chicago there's a couple but yeah dev enthusiast no i was just this religious zeal it and some facebook group was going nuts and it's just most of the time, the best memes are contextual based on the person you make them for. And you just managed to be about as illiterate as you possibly could be, which helped. Well, those are the best kinds of people. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it just spawns what it spawns. So. I mean, I guess I could try to read a quote from at least one of them for you, and you tell me what it means. I, I don't really know. Sure. Uh, okay, I just got to load up this image one quick second here. Oh, wow, I got more of these than I remember. Okay, that's right, because I trolled them ten times in a row with the Nick uh, Johnson question mark meme. Anyway, LOL, green froggy, goes whack, pal bang, like a ninja super cyan of light, filled fisk. Anyways, for all you wicked Marlin... Manson, like trannies in drag, all you worthless ain'ts, nothing, dead, nobodies of Satan. Uh, hmm. Verbatim. Oh, he, he that guy. To India. Oh, yeah, he, he got himself booted last night after, I think it was like a 500 comment thread. <laughs> oh. Well, we, we wanted to find out if he was a flat earther, because it was a mystery, and then, like, kind of all went into different characters, and I pretended to be a flat earther. Kept calling him a globetard. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he flipped out and he spammed some group I'm in, and, and yeah, he got booted. Does he think snakes have feet? I don't know, man. All all I, all I know is apparently 
we're, all of us are, are going to hell. Every single person on the planet but him. So I'll be no, really... I, I, was wearing a t- I was wearing a t-shirt saying I, I'm on a highway to hell. So, you know. And it had five guys. It said ACDC on it, and it had five guys' pictures on it. I heard ACDC stands for anti-Christian devil children. Hey, you know, I'm that too. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm redheaded. I'm redheaded and left-handed. That's that means I'm the devil's child. That's what I was always told. <laughs> I didn't know you were left-handed. Oh yeah. Yep, I've always been left-handed. Which also yeah. doubles as a Simpsons reference. <laughs> left-handed and red-headed, that's two strikes, man. That's probably from the Leftorium episode, I'm assuming. Uh, no. It's uh, it's an episode where uh, Flanders punches Homer in the face. And Homer says, uh, I didn't know you were left-handed. It actually happens twice in the episode. Why did he punch him in the face? Because he was because he was getting high with his parents. Homer was mm. getting high with Ned's parents, and they were making fun of Ned, so Ned punched him in the face. That makes sense. Perfect sense. I closed the window. That didn't help at all. <laughs> right outside my window. <laughs> Uh, we're nothing if not professional. Mm-hmm. We are the most professional and most wrestling-related wrestling podcast ever. <laughs> Actually watching TakeOver Brooklyn right now. I, I was at the bar last night. I saw the very end of the main event. Just got to the uh, finish of Oscar and Ember Moon. Yeah, I, I was gonna watch, but I was exhausted. This is like fucking. I'm going to bed. Well, I can't believe I'm saying it, but when you have stamina to watch it, you should, because the rest of it was pretty impressive, mm. one way or another. Wow. That is high praise. Yeah, I said that. Yes, somebody documented that. Uh, it it had really good stuff in it, and uh, people expect the takeovers to be good, even if everything else is terrible. But you know, even with that, um, they they had a range of different things. Like um, everybody's gushing over the women's match as well they should. Um, the um, Alistair Black and Hideo Itami just striking the ever-loving shit out of each other. Yeah. Um, that, that's totally worth your time to watch. Um, and even the um, the opener with uh, Johnny Gargano and Andrade Cien Almas. That was really good. It's by far the best thing Almas has done since they signed him. Mm-hmm. And you know, even though I have a lot of personal bias in this, so I would think it was cool anyway. Supposedly, and we, we don't know how true this is, it could totally fall apart. But um, in case you 
didn't know um, Almas used to be La Sombra, and he was part of the original Los Ingobernables faction in Mexico. Word has it he's going to start a U.S. version of that group. Mm. And that's going to be you know, the direction he goes in now that they've given him you know, Thea Trinidad as a manager of valet. And he and uh, I cannot remember her character name because I've only seen it like once. But they yes. were. Uh, huh? Selena something. I can't remember the, the last name. So she she's actually been on TV before last night. Oh yeah, yeah, a okay. couple of times. Uh, not super high profile, but basically, his whole character reboot started with her. He was you know out with a bunch of ladies, and she confronted him on the street, and she was all, "Oh really? This is what you are now? What you've let yourself be?" And they you know yell at each other in Spanish, and you know what the connection is. They haven't really made clear, but basically, she's getting his shit in order for him and now winning stuff. And this was a lot more, this was more of a La Sombra match than really seen out of him before. But um, they were really buddy-buddy with Kalisto backstage. And so if those three start out as the core of it, that would be sort of cool. And if you are an LIJ fan, you caught several little uh, tie-ins that he hadn't really done before. Like, oh shit, he did this. And apparently one of the people who's saying this is going to happen is Rush. And granted, you, know, you got to take that with a grain of salt. And he could completely ruin it through micromanagement, but I'd actually give that a shot three different factions in three different countries that sort of cool for sure well we'll see how it goes but word around the campfire is that is a direction he may be heading in and it's true i would like to see how that goes so that's like potential that we could see a double two new factions doubly emerge then because whatever you want to call the red dragon deal um with our very own Adam Coe, baby. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, there was the rumor about the, the ROH deal with those guys or just reuniting on, based on, on what we know as, as internet fans because it is NXT. So that would be... I guess that, that could be interesting. I mean, I, I, I kind of like the gang war or the attitude or part of it. I, I thought that was a... A little mishandled here and there, but overall it worked. And we haven't really seen it since what evolution and the shield, I guess. Right. Debatable shield. Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. I I, I kind of saw bits and pieces because I was doing a lot of this trolling I talked about earlier, uh, last night. So I had it on. I, I like the women's match. I did watch that. I did take the time to sit down just because never really given Ember Ember Moon a chance and I wasn't sure what was going to happen in that match, but kind of thought, I, I mean, obviously at some point this fucking thing had to end, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. It seems like she's just going to go up to the main roster undefeated and vacate the title. Well, Paige did that, so they've got a precedent for it. True. It's, it's either that or the streak's going to end because uh, Scott Hall's going to kind of take 
over. Wouldn't be the first time. Right. <laughs> I uh, I saw somebody on uh, on Facebook ask, uh, if Ember Moon hits her finisher on Natalia, is it a total eclipse of the heart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was uh, hilarious. <laughs> Took me a minute to get it because I haven't watched NXT in a long time. It's like, oh yeah, that's what her finisher's called. <laughs> I actually decided to watch the go home shows to SummerSlam. I don't know why. <coughs> I just oh, I don't know. I Bored? Just, I guess. Missed the hotel? Missed the hotel, buddy? Uh I missed the money from the hotel. <laughs> I'll tell you that oh, much. That sucks. Yeah, I'm pretty broke right now but that's all right <laughs> we'll get Maybe past get that another book deal. yeah right exactly uh <clears throat> well yeah I, I watched her on smackdown but damned if i remember anything that happened <laughs> i've watched 205 live and then i'm watching takeover that's pretty much all i've done i watched um I watched no, not Guardians of Galaxy two. We're not going that show. Yes, I did watch it last, some of it last <laughs> night. But um, I um, I, I watched because basically WWE had it on their their Facebook page. They the the Corbin. Oh the yeah, Baron that Corbin happened. Money in the bank, bank cash in. All like two minutes and it lasted. Yeah, that's right. That happened. Mm. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm cool with it. I I I am assuming though he's going to uh have something to do with that thing tonight's match against Cena, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh no, I, the less of him as a champion the better as far as I'm concerned if I'm going to watch any of it. Although I guess I watch less of it. Well, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world if you want. <laughs> I shorten my time at least. Well, there's the picture that came out of that of the uh, the girl in the front row flipping off John Cena. Oh, yeah. And yeah. J- John Cena's tweeted something about it, right? And then Baron Corbin was like, hey, I'm with the girl. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, 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 give, uh, I give props to Cena, though. I mean, he, he took it all in stride. just walked up and was just laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I, I watched some of this draw. I'm looking at the results, but I can see why neither you or I remember anything on it. <laughs> it's just, well, it's typical of the big shows, though. They don't generally do too much anymore in the, the go-home shows. Right. Although they flipped the title of the Cruiserweight. That was notable. Okay, yeah, yeah I, tuned in. I tuned in after that. I think I caught maybe the last hour, hour and a half, something like that. There's supposed to be a rematch on that, and mm-hmm. just based on what I've seen on Twitter, a lot of people think that Tozawa's not going to keep it, that, that they gave it to him to basically make everybody go, oh shit, that happened, and draw interest to the show, and then Neville's going to get it back. Uh, I don't know. Uh, One of the only things I actually like is the whole... Neville Tozawa thing they got going, and I don't know that 
I don't know that I'd be upset if Neville got it back because King Neville is the greatest thing he's ever done in his entire career. He sold that loss so well. It looked like he just he looked absolutely defeated. He just bags under his eyes like he hadn't slept. I I now remember something from Raw, and I remember because I was like, it was it was weird to me. Uh, it wasn't weird to me because I understand, but it's like it's the same shit WWE used to make fun of WCW for. They gave away a huge pay per view match for free on television, and that was Finn Balor and uh, Bray Wyatt. What? No. That was to build up the demon coming back. That whole thing. Whole I, get that. Is, is I, I get that. I get that too. Balor can't beat Bray because of the bucket of of what was it, acidic viscous fluid or some shit? Something and like that. He has to bring the demon out to fight him because he can't beat him on his own. Like it was a setup just to, which something they probably really could have built up a long fucking time ago. But do we really need a build up for the demon character though? Like it's a pay-per-view. He's clearly going to be the demon. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like my, my point of view on that was I forgot that whole feud existed before that angle. I completely out of my mind completely. So I kind of guess I'm a casual fan now these days from my point of view. I wouldn't have known why they were even having a match at SummerSlam had I tuned in to watch that tonight, which I probably won't. <laughs> but theoretically, enough. that's the way I took it. I saw a lot of people pissed off about that. and I mean, I, I guess you could call it that. I kind of see where you're coming from, but from a storyline purposes, I thought it was essential to having a reason to give a fuck at all about the demon even coming out. I mean, dude, he's, he's been, what, the demon one time, and then he, he was on the shelf for six months after it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the problem that I had with it, and this is not meant to be across the board, that is definitely the story that they need to tell. Just from the beginning, it should have been that, you know, when he can't get it done on his own, this is what happens. The problem is the way that they've been advertising this, basically, oh, there's going to be body paint, lots and lots of body paint, and I'm like, <laughs> what? They're seriously treating it like that, and they're not building a story of, okay, Finn Balor cannot get this done. You know, what are we going to see? What is it going to mean? No, they're basically saying, tune in to see the body paint. And yeah. they, they really, and yeah, you can point fingers wherever you want on this, <clears throat> they really have not differentiated between Finn Balor and the demon in the ring. No. And they need to. Yeah, it's just that, body same moveset. Well, that yeah. kind of means that they've... Okay, I, I kind of haven't been... But don't pay attention to the announcers much. I, I'm assuming that's where the references have been, the body paint? Oh, uh, a lot of it was on social media, like in text. Oh. So, you know, it, it's not just spoken words. Somebody types this up and get out there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely a mandate, like marketing or whatever. Then, well, yeah. then they play softball. Like, that's where you bring back Papa Shango with like the voodoo enchanted body paint or some bullshit. <laughs> At least, like, if you're going to play that card, go sure. all in, man. Like, Christ's sake, you look in the mirror and your eyes bleed in this fucking show. I mean, you might as well. Yeah, Bray Wyatt starts randomly vomiting. Yeah, or meltdown, like, they're 
well, I guess there's much left. Find the ashes of like Sister Abigail from the Orton feud and like mix it in with the body paint. You know, kind of like some kind of evil demon bullshit would work. Mm-hmm. Boogie Man. There's lots of options, man. Yeah, but if oh, you're just gonna ashes see... from the urn of the Undertaker. That's there you go. That's Start the full. fucking they Start fucked up. Guy faction. Yep. Since Jr. says he could come back and wrestle at any time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you see that? No. JR is really pushing the Undertaker should come back and wrestle at any time. It's like, okay, you know, we all know how retirements and wrestling go, but give me a fucking break. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, I left that one out of the news because I was just like, I JR's propaganda lately has been kind of I... I don't know. I don't know what, what the... why They do keep constantly bringing it up, though. Like, I, it seems like I'm, I've seen a lot of, of Undertaker that hasn't officially retired shit over the last few months from, like, the machine. Uh, the marketing machine, I mean. Mm-hmm. Not Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that Undertaker's in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I left that out, too. I left a lot of that shit out. It's all because there's always so much, like, sighting and... Michelle. Okay, well, let's do a hypothetical here, because it says, I mean, I think everyone could chime in on this. Even even JT doesn't watch wrestling except Baron Corbin, poor guy. <laughs> um, okay, if, I if, didn't see that. if you bring back Taker, you're obviously, you've got to build him up to one more mini event. So why, if, if you were to do it, who would it be and why? I, I, I don't even have an answer right now, but I'm still trying to throw that out there. Well, I don't really see how you... that has happened with Roman Reigns. You can't ignore anything. It's all there, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's entirely possible we figure this out tonight. It's entirely possible he shows up and he screws somebody in the WWE uh, Universal Title match, or you know, screws uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. And goes on to fight him at WrestleMania. Who knows? I cannot be the only one who thinks Undertaker Nakamura would be the worst train wreck ever. I just don't <laughs> see that working oh, uh, at all. Drought, this just and you're not going to have to worry about it. Are you mentioning that, mat- that match? Undertaker just got injured. <laughs> and by you mentioning injuries, Kevin Nash tore a quad. Yay! Oh. <laughs> and Coaster's right now doing his Shawn Michaels post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not at the moment. I'm. <laughs> I can't think of anything he he could do. <laughs> I I got nothing. Like seriously, I I can't. Brock has been done. Roman's been done. There's no value to either of those guys having a rematch unless he goes over, and what's the fucking point of that? There's not a point in any of it. It's it's one of those things that just because you could do it doesn't mean you should, and there is nothing to be gained by this. Yeah, there's like no up-and-comer that gets that much of a rub off of, of a victory. Would there? And then, I mean, 
and other than that, like, is there any logical connection to you? I can't think of one. Like, Nakamura, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> it really doesn't. Well, how much, and I know it's sacrilege in some circles, but how much of a rub is left when yeah. twice he's lost at Mania now? It's not like, you know, before the streak. So I don't really think, I mean, you have a match with The Undertaker, yeah, sure, but that's pretty much it. There, mm-hmm. There's not that incredible rub anymore. They, yeah. That's gone. And it's, and it's not even, oh, is this key going to be the one to end the streak? Because it's, you know, they fucked that up. They fucked it up. They fucked it up giving it to Lesnar in the first place. Yeah. I, I think, you know, if anything, they should have waited till the following year giving it to Bray Wyatt. And how bad does it got to suck to be Bray Wyatt? Okay, because, like, the year before you wrestled The Undertaker at WrestleMania, The Undertaker lost. The year after you wrestled The Undertaker at WrestleMania, The Undertaker lost. Oh, no, two years after, because he wrestled Shane McMahon in the meantime. (laughs) Which was another waste. It's like, come on, you're going to run a... Okay, I can understand during the Attitude Era where the McMahons were in every fucking fucking pay-per-view, but, like... 20 years later, you're like 50 years old. You're wrestling a guy who's also 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Neither one of you is at your peak. So we'll just put you at WrestleMania. That's seriously, there's no point. There was no point in that in having that match. Nope. There was an article on, I think it was Page Side Seats that I read earlier that was talking about original ideas for pay per view stuff that got scrapped. Uh, they were focusing on uh, SummerSlam. But they were talking about Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. And how how can anybody legit want to see Shane McMahon on a pay-per-view card against somebody who is in his prime? I mean, it's wasted. And it's really kind of insulting at this point. I know Shane back in the day, so do anything and made his friends look good and okay you know pat you on the head good for you (laughs) but there is no point in giving Shane matches anymore they should really just quit that yeah I don't know, like, he's an attraction, I guess, you know, people, people pop when he comes out, when he climbs up on high things, and... That's what, that's what they need to stop doing, they need to stop, like, booking for for the minuscule pop and ratings that they get when the the boss, or, you know, the the son of the boss, or the daughter, the, the, the billionaire princess they show up. They, you, you, just because you get a, a minuscule pop for the, a time you show up on TV, your major return, doesn't mean <laughs> we'll put you in a main event at a fucking a, a big event. Sure. You know, that, that's, that's probably, that's one of the problems. Is it's like, okay, oh, look, look, the rating spiked. We went from 1.1 million viewers to 1.3 million viewers. We got to put Shane in the main event because he's a draw. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Vince McMahon hasn't been back on TV yet with the ratings as bad as they've been. Well, this last time I saw him was the brand extension, right? I think so. Huh. 
I don't know, man. Well, NFL football regular season starts up soon enough, so you might get what you wish for. I'm not wishing for it. I'm just saying I'm surprised it hasn't happened. Well, goddamn. Okay. <laughs> hey, Joe, are you still? Uh, is is, it, is everything still broadcasting? Because I just I was just uh, informed by our one like a one listener that uh, there's dead air. It says we're streaming. Oh, dead air, dead air, dead air. Let's check. Yeah, let me JG check. check I'll, I'll hit. I'll hit the site. I'll hit this check. I'll do. It was. It was on air. It was on air when we started because I know I could hear it. Oh, it's back oh. up now. Okay, yeah, because it says we've been got, streaming for thirty-two got, minutes and twenty-five got seconds. On Winnipeg doing quality control for us. Yep, I hear. I just heard my my retarded sounding voice. So. Nice. <laughs> we nice. have a listener from Winnipeg. You idiot. <laughs> hey, I got a, I got wearing a T-shirt of of a, of a guy who for, who's lead singer is from Winnipeg. <laughs> oh no, not Winnipeg. Um, oh shit, what was it? Was he from Winnipeg? I don't know. I know it's via New York City. <laughs> Chris Jericho, yeah. Winnipeg, that was the joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah! That's why you get dead air. We stop talking for seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a gimmick. It is. <clears throat> We're good at it. Mm-hmm. We're the best in the world at what we do. Exactly. More Jericho references. <laughs> the back of my shirt says Lady Lady Gaga must die. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm playing Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and accidentally selected Shiva. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I do when we're on the air. I play I play Sega Saturn. <laughs> the one person who's ever played Sega Saturn. You're not the first person to say that to me. <laughs> yeah. I do one I had one that was like in like nineteen ninety nine. It was the console that sunk the ship, but it wasn't a bad console. It's just no. Sony entered the mix. What can you do? Yeah. Much. Sega fucked themselves on it because Sega like because they found out when PlayStation was coming out released the Saturn to certain retailers like months ahead of time and other retailers were like you know what fuck you if you're not put for not putting us on that list so because like KB Toys didn't make the list <laughs> they were put on the list yeah well because they weren't they weren't put on the list they uh they said well fuck you Sega Yeah, at least they're still doing well as far as game developing, though. Sure, I hear Sonic Mania is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the only the only Sega game I've heard of coming out in a while, but I know they quietly still make them for. I just I can't remember the last time I bought bought a title that they made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of one offhand. I'm assuming it's all like side scroller stuff, but I have no idea. I'm gonna look this up because I'm interested now. <laughs> <laughs> See what's coming out this year. Since I just looked at the uh, what happened on the rest of the two wrestling shows, and I don't give a fuck about any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got through the uh, important things, right? I mean, the, the Shield reunited on Raw, or two thirds of them, mm-hmm. which uh, we were we were talking earlier in the week that like you can add Roman in by having them 
come out and screw Brock Lesnar or something in the main event or whatever. I don't fucking know. Or they call up Cassius Ono just as like one more fuck you to CM Punk. Yeah. It ain't like he's got a belt or anything down in NXT. No. You have to trade in that uh, basketball jersey for attack vest. Mm-hmm. Here's a prediction. Somebody gets injured and replaced with Heath Slater tonight in the uh, Fatal 4-Way. Yeah! Oh, that would be fantastic. And Slater wins. And 3MB are the WWE, Universal, and NXT champions. I saw I saw a picture of that with the three of them holding the belts already on, on, on Twitter t- today. It could happen. Let me see if I can find it. We'd throw the porn. porn. It's actually no, been up there for a while. It's been out there for a while. I've seen it. <laughs> I know. Then they bring back Hornswoggle as he wins the Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> Why not? He never lost the Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. Painful. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we we honor the former Damien Sandow's wishes. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. you know, two thirds of three MB are uh, champions. <laughs> I guess that would be the opposite of the shield expectations tonight. <laughs> That's the other trio of champions rumor thingy people are loving to talk about. I don't know. I don't know about that main event. That's that actually is one I have a tough time. Like I know I know what the Vegas odds are. It's Brock retains, but like if you're a betting man and you want the the odds on favorite is Brock to win and the actual uh the least likely candidate is Roman. If you bet right now, you can make a lot of money if Roman wins. Hmm. But I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I like the Joe theory the best, so that can't happen because, well, Vince. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, Braun, Braun, I guess, could get it. There's there's a reason both those guys could get it theoretically, but I still would see it as being Brock or Roman. Like as dumb as that would be, mm-hmm. with the amount of time there is till Mania, and I don't know. I mean, but it is a good way to get the belt off of Brock. Uh, you know, just so you have a title on Raw. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, like at this point, like. Braun doesn't really need the belt. Like, if, if if anybody, like, I would like to see it on Joe. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> no, not you. The Samoan one. Oh. So Roman Reigns. Which one? <laughs> I think he, I think he's talking about Braun Joman. <laughs> Samoe Joey. Tiki Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Tiki. We're yeah. going to get into that now. Okay. Island Jim. <laughs> uh, 
Just Joe return imminent. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see what they do, but they never did make that Brock leaves for good as an actual stipulation, did they? No. I don't think so. I think that was just something Heyman said. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not a loser leaves town match. Yeah, yeah. I guess the other the other possibility of them doing something with the main event is if they were able to arrange any way of getting uh, the UFC involved and having that as some sort of involvement. John mm-hmm. Jones in the audience and pulls a hat, goes on you head thing and jumps in and beats up Brock or whatever, I guess. I don't know. Could happen. I don't expect that either, but mm-hmm. could happen, I guess. Yeah. How do you explain our we don't we don't cheat. How do you explain our fourteen titles in ten years? Division titles in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> We make so many Simpsons references, we even get into season 28. <laughs> well, that's like one of the only good episodes this year. So I still haven't seen the season finale yet. It's still sitting on my DVR. I was sitting, unwatched. I was sitting huh? and uh, talking to my friend the other day, and I'm like looking through the season 28 episode list, and I'm like, these are all awful. And yeah, that New England Patriots parody was like the like highlight of the season. Definitely can't say that I've watched any of it. You haven't missed much. Yeah, so I've heard. I don't know. It's been 30 fucking years. <laughs> yeah, and the well's running dry at this point. Mm hmm. Huh. I still have seven episodes of my DVR I haven't seen. Huh. It's not too bad. I think last year around this time I had 20. Oh, well. <laughs> you, I mean, like, seriously, like, this this season you could tell they were really just stretching for ideas. Here's a, uh... Here's a two-part episode about Mr. Burns and a hip-hop gang war. Wait, what? That was a two-part episode? It was a, it was an hour-long episode, so oh, okay. in syndication, it'll be two parts. Uh, the sound of tapping. Mm-hmm. Who the hell's fapping? That's some pretty much hardcore fapping yeah, there. That's coaster. Well, that's, yeah, it's coaster. Yep. <laughs> Got that Sammy Davis Jr. impression going on. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. Doing Morse code here. That's right. Oh, well. All right. Well, I guess that's, that's the wrestling talk. That's pretty weak. <laughs> As has wrestling been. So... Weak. 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 I mean, I know other things happen, but I just didn't watch them. Didn't Lucha Underground end this week? Basically, maybe the last episode, because they haven't taped in over here. 
I didn't see Lucha Underground. I wasn't so, home. This week or last week, it was like the final episode of season three, wasn't it? Or, or no. am I wrong? No, the Cueto Cup was ending. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, there's still an upcoming match with uh, Johnny Mundo and Rey Mysterio. Johnny Mundo? I thought that was Johnny Impact. Yeah, whatever the fuck he's going by now. This is the... Uh, we'll run down the card of SummerSlam. You can jump in with predictions if you want. Uh, Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus The Miz Taraj and The Miz. <laughs> what? Tell <laughs> me that's a pre-show match. Um, I don't know. The two matches on that are the Cruiserweight. Supposed to be the Cruiserweight and the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Or two championships on the pre-show. Yeah, that's a main show match. The uh, Hardys and Jason Jordan versus Good for Bodell's and Curtis Axel finally getting pay-per-view time. <laughs> the only way I could justify this being a main show match is if they finally break the Hardys. Mm. Mm. Woken. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're woken. Uh, no copyright updates that I saw this morning putting the news together, so... I think the, the last update I saw was, I think we read on last week's show, that uh, it's... WWE and TNA are both like out of the mix until they uh, finish with Matt Hardy's patent application or trademark application or whatever. Why don't they, if they have him tagging with Jordan, well, I guess Broken wouldn't work. I was thinking, well, they just get around it by working the storyline with Kurt Angle and Broken Freaking Neck and boom. Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. Huh. But. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know much about the storyline. I'm assuming it was put together. I a little, saw a little piece of it somewhere along the lines. It must I, have been last week, right? It was. It, it was this put... week on Raw. It was okay. Curtis Axel and uh, and Bo Dallas and The Miz were beating down Jason Jordan. The Hardys came out to save him. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's it. That's the storyline, isn't it? Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. Jason Jordan isn't really getting over on his own, so he's. Gotta have a little bit of help with the Hardys, you know, get that bit of a rub, I suppose. I suppose that means the Hardys and Jordan win. They kind of have to. I mean, Make... they're not gonna let the Miz Taraj beat them at this point. Right. Uh, the cruiserweight title Akira Tazawa defends against Neville. That is a pre-show match. Curse them all for that. Hmm. They've Although done that, it. that match could go either way, and I it because as bullshit as I personally think it is that they would just let Tozawa have that belt for <coughs> if it means you know he and Neville have something a little bit longer term, and it's not just you know, Neville calling out everybody. Mm -hmm. Plus the fact that he beat Neville once. Imagine the character work we would get. Did you see Neville on Twitter when he lost it? Mm, no. It was basically a, a, a Twitter thread of like, no, like 50 times. Like, <laughs> no. And then he'd post again, no. And then, no. And it got longer and longer, and it was just a tweet of no. Uh, uh, the, money, the money on that one's real close. In the betting, but right now Neville's the favorite to get his title back. But meh. I'd, I'd like I, to, I'll keep it for a little bit longer. 
see what he does with it. I've, I've been a bit of a fan of the Cruiserweight Classic. I guess there's always the other story, like of Titus interference in DQ finish or something. Mm-hmm. Akira's the babyface in this feud, I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Um. And it's a pre-show match, so usually that really, really makes it lean. I mean, not always is a rule, but it's like nine out of ten times it's a face win. Two matches. Oh, fuck. But I think, like, with the other pre-tag, I think the New Day wins the other match, so... Just because that would, that would be the smiley, happy face kickoff final match, which means cruiserweight match would be first if that's the case. Yeah. Huh. I, I just don't see the title changing hands on the pre-show, but then again, they did it on free TV, so... They, they could like, flip both they, of them. <laughs> they could. They could totally flip both of these titles. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we've got John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Everybody loses his match. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. I, I, I actually see Corbin winning that, because... I. You did the cash-in thing, then there you go, right? That that would continue seeing a streak of losing at every SummerSlam since he took down the Nexus. This yeah, is true. Yeah, seven in a row, or whatever. Yeah, one loss for every member. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... Michael Tarver running. Nice. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Got the face mask and everything. Uh, Randy Orton... Versus Rusev. Oh, yeah, this is a why, why the fuck is this happening match? Pretty much. In Soviet Russia, Rusev faced Orton. So I, I looked at the match listing for this. And I'm like, I don't remember this at all. I don't, I don't know the storyline. But well, there isn't one. It's totally out of nowhere. It's like a match for SummerSlam. Like the RKO that he hit on Rusev on 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 uh, Tuesday. <laughs> okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, Rusev was so beating the Rusev shit out of. Uh, I guess? Eh. Rusev was beating the shit out of Chad Gable and gets in the ring and he yells for Orton and Orton comes out and RKO'd him. Well, at least Chad Gable still exists, so that's cool. Huh? They did that stupid shit where like, hey, he's got him in the accolade on the announce table. Do you know how much that hurts more than being in the ring being put in the accolade? Okay. <laughs> So is he tagging with Ty Dillinger now as part of the team, the two trick pony? <laughs> no. Um, I like those guys. Don't get me wrong, but their gimmicks are really bad. So, one guy had a catchphrase that got destroyed by JBL, and then the other guy can count to ten. What do you do? <laughs> you know, it's it doesn't. What a shame. So, so Cable gets involved, and then he gets killed, and Rusev and Orton are having a match. Great. <laughs> wow. Oh, my word. Summerfest, indeed. I, I'm going to go Rusev wins this just because why not? Yeah. Sure. I hope so. We've got the demon Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. you got to make sure you know it's the demon Finn Balor. It can't just be regular Finn Balor. It's got to be the demon Finn Balor. <laughs> well, because now that I know face paint. body paint, come on. Has to be. has to be Finn. Sure. They're pushing that hard. They try to try to re- maybe rekindle the interest that they had with the 
fans that barely know who he is still, because there's still a huge contingent of those. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Again, another guy I like, but his gimmick has been literally one that one time. You guys confirmed. So, and the storyline, like I said, with pit matchup pissed you off. I mean, it has to be Finn Balor to win that. Otherwise, he might as well fake an injury and heal up and go back to Japan because, mm-hmm. like, that would be one of the worst like pushes and stops in WWE history if he didn't get a win tonight. Mm-hmm. So, oh fuck's sakes! I don't know what anyone else thinks about that. I'm I'm thinking almost the same thing about Nakamura tonight. Like, if he doesn't win tonight, he better have like a fucking great match because as awesome as he is, like they fuck gender, uh-huh. you know, holding a title. This is a time to flip it. Yeah, for sure. Now next we've got Big Cass versus Big Show. I'm confused. They both have the same first name. And Enzo Amore is apparently going to be above the ring. They're they're like, we got this shark cage, pal. What are we going to do with it? (laughs) Dude, we are going to do the men's on a pole match, but he's going to be hanging from the ceiling. It should be a stripper ball at this point. (laughs) I just just hope Big Cass finds like a kendo stick and just treats Enzo like a fucking pinata. That, that that's a high point anytime I see Enzo in the ring is just when he gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. <clears throat> he's really I, good at That's what I was gonna say. He's good at that. <laughs> that could be post match beatdown. Yeah. The hell there's a lot of ways this match could end. I, I kinda would think it's cast because they're pushing him, but a big show, I mean that guy loses all the time. Nothing new there. Yeah, Big Show beat up Enzo after the match. Just for the so fun many of it. big should beat down Enzo. That's all I know. Biggie Smalls, ooh, zombie match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for uh, for using his uh, lyrics in promos. <laughs> <laughs> Got a SmackDown tag team titles, The New Day versus The Usos. That's on the pre-show. Hmm. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> they could do their, uh, they could do their, like, opening bit and still lose, I guess. I, I kind of, I, like I said before, I think New Day could probably would win the titles tonight. I don't know. Well, New Day are the champions. I don't even know anymore. I, <laughs> I didn't realize it either until I saw them with the belts on SmackDown. Well, then, okay, then the retaining actually makes sense, so I'll stick with my original plan, just completely changing the logic behind it. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> Integrity, fuck that. Kayfabe, yo. <laughs> my predictions have weight. I'm still probably going to get half, most of them right. Oh, well. <laughs> Uh, let's see, we've got uh, the Raw tag team titles, Cesaro and Sheamus, they're called The Bar now, that's that's their thing, they're The Bar, and they, they made it a point to explain that uh, it, it's not like where Corey Graves will go hang out and drink, it's they're The Bar, as in they set the bar. No, they yeah. They, they made a point to explain that on Raw, I, I caught that. Um, I thought that was true of Cesaro, but I thought the joke was that Sheamus represented the other kind of bar, and that it was a double meaning. 
thing. I don't know. I haven't watched this stuff in forever. Anyway, The Bar versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Ambrose and Rollins got to go over here, right? What's the favorite? You get that I mean, is odds on big time on that one, actually, right now. I mean, what the fuck is a, you know, let's let's put two-thirds of the shield back together and then have them job at SummerSlam to Cesaro and Sheamus. Well, the only reason it would even make sense is if making sense has anything to do with any of this, mm-hmm. but are, uh, are Rollins and Ambrose, like, totally cool with each other back together? Or I knew there was some back and forth on that because I could see it if they didn't totally trust each other yet they were still working on that and they lost and then that made them basically drug it out because the E loves to drag this stuff out for longer than they should mm-hmm. so I could see it if there were like if they weren't totally cool yet and then because of some miscommunication in the match, they lose, and then they blame each other for it, and, oh gosh, are they going to get along? Because, again, they go back to that well way too often. Mm -hmm. I can see them doing that. I don't don't really watch Raw and SmackDown, so I don't know how solid they are. I know they acted like they were but i don't i don't know how solid they are no i think you're right i think you just nailed it because we are forgetting um, it's easy too but they they do that they, they're gonna have some of these match feuds go on for like the next eight months that's probably one of them because that's a brand new one right randy yeah. orson rusev will go to mania because is what it is big cast and big show probably also keep going on the fucking scene and corbin's gonna keep moving along we haven't even got the Styles Owens, and God knows that's going to go all the way to Mania, probably with fucking Shane O'Mac there, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, but I'm not at all. Like, that's probably going to be Owens and fucking Shane McMahon yeah, that, in a WrestleMania match, or if not Survivor Series, one or the other, and I'll have teams. That's and my Owens next. Will have uh, the Mountie in his. It'll be awesome. That's my next uh, on my list here is AJ Styles defending the U.S. title against Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon as the special guest referee. Yeah, man. Look, look, the Quebecois versus, I don't know, bring back Pete Gas and shit. <laughs> That's AJ winning because the storyline is, is the terrible, <laughs> terrible future we're in store for. With fucking, ah, you know, Steen and McMahon will probably still have a fun... They could have a fun program. Well, AJ I... has straight up said that he wants Nakamura at Mania. Mm-hmm. And whether a title is involved or not, mm-hmm. almost doesn't matter if you could actually no. get that. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to get that to that match without having a title, too. And that's why uh, at Money in the Bank, they had the tease with the two of them. Yeah. You've got the Raw women's title. Alexa Bliss defends against Sasha Banks. It was originally supposed to be Bailey, and Bailey hurt her shoulder, or maybe she didn't, or whatever. I don't know why they wouldn't just continue to trial Bliss out. 
based on that, I just let Bus win. And thanks. There's not a lot, not a lot of options with their rosters spread out the way it is. Yeah. I, I'd be fine with that, I guess. I don't know. I haven't watched either of those two wrestle in a little while. I'm assuming it's de- be a decent match. I just look at what the rest of like who else is on the raw roster right now again. Bailey, uh, Mickey Bailey's James. Mickey, oh yeah, they're they're not using her much. Are Mickey they? James is on uh, Raw. I, I uh, Nia Jax, I think, is still on Raw. Oh yeah, that's right. Is she? Yeah, okay, Sa- Sasha she... beat her to get this match. Okay, but I mean, I've seen her wrestle before, so I don't want that. Unless it's short, because it hasn't worked too well. Oh, I guess they have inevitably have to get there. Who's left then? Is that it? Oh wait, it's fucking um, it's Lana, right? No, Lana's on SmackDown. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, she's doing the storyline over there. Right. Okay. They moved both of them, but they're not. Right. I thought they split them up. Yeah. No, she's doing the thing with uh, she's Tamina's manager now. That's what she's okay. Yeah, that's right. But she kept losing in those matches to Naomi. I remember that now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All 90 seconds, man. That's going to be a super long best of DVD there. <laughs> oh, yeah. there who are there any other female wrestlers on Raw then? Or is that, is I mean, there's got to be, right? Yeah, I can't think of any others offhand. I'm sure there's others. They flip that title so much. It's got that's got to be a routine because we can't see every title flip. But yeah, I, theoretically, it could be one of them that does, and the other ones don't. I guess with redundant match booking moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Ah, oh, fuck. Who cares? I'm not watching that one. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll, I'll flip into the main event. I'll watch cruiserweight match. It's on a pre-show because I know kind of when to tune in. So if I do want to see that, I, I think that would be a good match. The SmackDown women's title, Naomi defends against Natalia. I see Tamina interfering based on the promo from SmackDown, where Lana was like, people don't even know who you are, they don't recognize you, and they don't fear you. So what better way to get recognition than come out and destroy the two people in the women's title match? Do you think there'd be a cash-in with uh, Carmella? No, oh, like, right, the other. Yeah. Do you think they blow both of those in one week? No. Yeah, they would. Just yeah. But do you think... <laughs> I could see a tease for that. I, I kind of would expect them not to. Didn't they just bring back Ellsworth? Yeah. They, they actually... got a play off of him with the briefcase longer, man. Yeah. They did a promo on SmackDown where they basically said, like, whoever wins the match, both lose. Because Carmella's still got money in the bank. Swerve James Ellsworth ca- cashes in. Yeah, of course. I mean, yes, that's exactly what they have to do, and that doesn't count because you can't cash in it. Yeah. So even if they don't do that tonight, that they have to do that inevitably. That that follows that whole storyline with the the ladder match debacle and all of it. Mm-hmm. Naomi's gonna retain, right? I mean, uh, this one. They've gone this long. The, the odd the odds are like. Literally, it's like 49-51%. It's the closest match on the card right now. I mean, they've gone this long with only having the women's, the Divas title on Natalia for a very brief period of time. Okay. Yeah, you know I was saying, I feel, I feel bad for her. She's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, I'd love to see Natalia win, don't get me wrong, but 
I don't. I personally don't see it happening. Well, I mean, that they just did the Southpaw Regional, and Natalia is doing a gimmick that's reminiscent from Glow, and Naomi is basically all about feel the Glow. So my batshit theory is none of that'll happen. <laughs> but that would be awesome, and then you bring in fucking Karma for the the Glow match. Yeah. yeah. There you go. What should have happened at SummerSlam if they really, really wanted to capitalize on that show, which, by the way, did get renewed for a second season, Hallelujah, for choice, my friends. Great. If you haven't watched it yet, you fucking really should watch Glow. Great I show. have not, and I will eventually. I went th- The first show I legitimately pretty much binge-watched as close to as I can in my life. I watched it two nights. It's just fucking... I don't know. That, that That's something they really dropped the ball on. It's, should have been capitalized on this. This is the spot to have it, too. The Glow Girls back the Glow Champion. Fuck's sake. So obvious. Oh, well. It's dumb enough that it would have worked in WWE mm-hmm. storyline. It's the same word! It's the same word! Anyway. <laughs> that is WWE <laughs> logic. Exactly! That's an oxymoron like neon, for you. Neon was popular in the 80s. They both had the same name, Glow. And just give her some fucking hairspray and not to... All works. Uh, All works. WWE logic. What an oxymoron. WWE title Jinder Mahal defends against Shinsuke Nakamura. What are what? Tell me what the odds are. I I, I want to know the odds. The odds. Um. Well, the negative plus odds would be plus four eighty versus negative eight forty, which translated means it's about like. One to two type of thing. About a 50% if you do that math, which means the odds are Nakamura wins two to one. I... But that one, again, that one could totally change. All these, all these I'm looking at, if you were to reload this fucker up in about 30 minutes before the show starts, two or three of them will flip massively. Question is which ones? The one that's definitely going to flip will be Naomi Natalia because that one, they're both basically like listed as winning. Yeah. Um, what does it mean for Shinsuke? Like, you know, like I, I think Nakamura would be the uh, the one that would probably change. I, I, I think this is too promising to make us happy and smile. I, I Well, that's uh, where I was going to go was where does Nakamura go? From here, if he were to lose tonight, um, seven, best of seven series brought to you by the WWE. Yeah, that could be one of those redundant match things, man. This could totally be one where mm-hmm. the Bollywood boys get involved and yada yada yada, and you know, and in seven months they're finally having you know at WrestleMania you got the Bollywood boys in the Shark Tank above uh, the Shark Cage above the ring because where we still got this thing. What are we gonna do with it? <laughs> yeah, this is one of those that's only been built up up to SummerSlam too. So there's the potential for this one to go that route is certainly there. Although Dave Meltzer finally likes Ginger, so if Dave Meltzer likes him, he's got to lose, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the WWE Universal Title Fatal Four Way: Brock Lesnar defends against Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. And your favorites in order are Brock, then Joe, then Braun, and then Roman still. 
I'd actually like to see Braun Strowman win. I'd like to see that. That means it's not going to happen. <laughs> because WWE. Roman wins, lol. Um, I mean, you know, the heel turn shield thing that I, you and I were talking about earlier in the week, that's, you know, wishful thinking. So it's not going to happen. Mm. The problem with the shield running, and as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I guess they could do it, but it, well, then what's the obvious match coming out of that? It's, if Roman gets the shield to help him, then Brock, Joe, and Strowman team up and fight them? I can't see that. They could, but that would be dumb. So they'll do it, yeah. If they do do that, that's what they, they're going to have to do, though, isn't it? And then there's dissension between those three guys. They fight each other. Shield wins. Yeah, that makes... Fuck, that makes much sense. <laughs> You get the triple threat number one contenders match between Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. Yeah, they, they could do it. They could do all of that and milk this fucker all the way for months. Yep. Mm-hmm. God damn it. I, I don't know, man. That's... Wrestling sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that totally works. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that this, is the, that this is the most brilliant idea I've ever had, but I think if you, know, you want to get Roman over, you bring back a heel shield. And screw over Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman in the meantime. Do a double turn. Strowman's, uh, Strowman's about to pin Brock Lesnar and the shield come out and screw him. And you get babyface sympathy for Braun Strowman. While turning Roman and the shield heel. I don't know, man. Armchair booking. Uh -huh. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what we got to do on that. I, I guess we'll see what they do. And does anyone have like a really strong feeling in, the, in either way about how that's going to end? Not about what they're going to do. Uh, in Happy Land, I would just love to see Samoa Joe destroy everybody and just win the game. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. Uh, I actually. Kind of like the idea of you know, heel shield screwing people over, and because uh, everybody wants everybody wants the shield reunion, but they're thinking it's gonna be you know the cool guys they like. It's gonna be you know the happy shield, not the mm -hmm. uh, fuck you. We're the shield. We don't care what you say. You know? Better shield. I uh, want those. Yeah, yeah. but. Because I don't think anyone is considering that. I mean, it's like, you know, when you make the proverbial wish, but you don't specify enough and it ends up screwing you over. I think, oh, oh the shield has to get back together. Okay. So, <laughs> that, that could really be a lot of fun. It's like how when uh, we got a Samoan Joe who actually won. Just not the right Samoan show. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. No, I, I mean, you know what, though? I, I, and the other side of it is that there would be a positive. I mean, Roman Reigns is going to remain polarizing to a degree no matter what. I, I, I can't see that changing, but you know who would actually really benefit? Um, Ambrose. The other two guys. Like, Dean Ambrose 
fucking way better, way better to see him go a heel this, at this point because he's been doing this kind of blind baby face and, and been pretty, pretty fucking boring doing it for what two years now, three years. Yeah. The only baby face thing I remember him doing that I actually really kind of enjoyed and I probably shouldn't have was when he did the bit with Mitch the Plant and that. <laughs> it was that I mean, it, but it wasn't, you know, other than that, his, I honestly couldn't tell you. His feud with I, Rollins. Like, really has... to me, it's like, oh, I'm glad they did that. That's awesome. Because I like Ambrose when he was in Old Shield a hell of a lot more. <laughs> his feud with Rollins had some memorable moments that were just stupid memorable moments. Like the uh, exploding briefcase. Oh yeah. Or the, oh yeah, and he was hiding in birthday pre- Christmas presents or birthday presents and or shit the, like that. The, yeah, that thing in the ice bucket challenge thing where he's like, "What? It's for charity?" Where he just <laughs> dumped a bucket of ice on him for no fucking reason, <laughs> other than that, that was, was the thing funny. to do at the I time. Just at yeah, that came up in my time hop the other day. <laughs> wow, it's been going on that long. That was like 2014, wasn't it? Yeah, or is it 15? Something like that. Well, the problem with it was, even though I think most people who have seen his work would agree that Ambrose is a much better heel than than Babyface, it was like they started out with him, they wanted him to be Heath Ledger's Joker, and they turned him into Gallagher. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't work like we want you to be this but we want you to do it this way and you know, these things cannot coexist <laughs> so I, I seriously feel like that's what the thought process was that's why it didn't work so yeah bring him back to the way he used to be i mean let's let's, let's look at this this way the year roman reigns won the royal rumble Go a year before that. Watch Roman Reigns in the Royal Rumble. That's where he eliminated, what, 12 guys? And he was over as fuck as part of the Shield. Mm. Flash forward to the year he won, he was booed out of the fucking building and The Rock couldn't save him. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you you want to get a better... Re- First of all, they're all, people are already booing this guy anyway. But he's a baby face. He's our guy. He's the top guy. He's the guy. He's the rocks guy. Yeah, he's a big dog. I hate myself for saying that. Rollins and Ambrose aren't doing much of anything right now. Hence why they're able to team up and go for the tag team titles or whatever. And people are already cheering Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. So why not just do the damn double turn? Because that's what happened with Austin and Bret Hart. People were cheering Austin and booing Bret Hart. All of a sudden, hey, look, okay, well, we're going to give you what you want. You got face Stone Cold Steve Austin, you got heel Bret Hart. So, you know, why not pull the trigger on that? But it's WWE, and they want things their way, and Roman Reigns is going to continue to be a babyface who gets booed out of the building. He sells merch, damn it! And so did the Shield. And face the same way that Lesnar is. Like, they just want to see him show up and wreck shit. Yeah. Exactly. Alright, let's get into a break song. Okay. Right. Hold on a second. I just have to 
finish what I'm just, I'm just deleting emails. Um, yeah. Uh, so this uh, week uh, that's I'm cool, Hillary. Cl- huh? <laughs> I said that's cool, Hillary. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, You're deleting emails. <laughs> well, since I have like six thousand in one of my email accounts, I probably should get rid of some of them. Um, no, this week uh, I just what I didn't go try and promote anything. I just decided that, that I listened. I've listened to this several times this week. It popped up on my iPod. I'm like, I need to do this song because it's off. Of, it's a it's from the landmark album um, by Metallica. The the Metallica album. I will not call it by the other name because it was. It's always been called Metallica. It's a self-titled album. Um, it's one of those albums that was. I think for me it was one. Of, it, it it got me into Metallica. Uh, it got me, you know, it's one of those albums that was so perfectly recorded, like even the deep tracks on it are freaking great. And this is one of the songs. This is actually my favorite song off of that album. This is called The God That Failed. I got a story about this song, but I got a story about this song, but I'll tell it when we come back. Okay. Metallica, I'm bored wrestling fan.
Metallica on board wrestling fan. I, uh, radio station around here used to, uh, play a, a it, they did what they called, uh, Metallica Mandatory, Meta- Mandatory, Mandatory Metallica. Metallica. Yes. We had to, we had both our, both the rock stations did their own versions of it here. Well, it was Mandatory Metallica Mondays and they would play Metallica every hour on the hour, uh, every Monday. And uh, one Monday was uh, coming up on the anniversary of the black of the uh, Metallica album that JT refuses to call the Black Album for some reason, even though everybody else does. Because it wouldn't start. It didn't. They didn't start calling it that till like Load came out. It was never called. It, it, you know what? You know what? You know why I won't call it that? Is it's not like Weezer. Weezer has four albums called Weezer. Each one has <laughs> a different true. color to it. Metallica has one album called Metallica, and just because it has a black sleeve sleeve on, it's just because it's all in black with no questions asked, does not mean we have to call it the Black Album. Fair enough. Anyway, so it's the it's the uh, I think like the twentieth anniversary of the Black Album was coming up, and uh, the um, uh, radio station was like, "Well, we're gonna give away a uh, a plaque uh, that you know symbolizes that it's gonna have your name on it and." you've sold a million copies of this album in Canada, right? Uh, it was a Canadian station hits FM in, in, uh, St. Catharines, Ontario. Um, so I, uh, I called in and I, you know, qualified to win. And the way to win was they had to announce your name on their show on Monday music notes at six, you call in and you had to give them the, uh, song titles of the black album in order. So I memorized them, and I went to my uh, then-girlfriend's friend's house, uh, where we barely had any reception to get the radio station in the basement. They called my name, and I called the radio station, and the, uh, the, the, the girls were yelling so loud in the background that they couldn't hear me when they answered the phone. So I called back. And I'm on hold, and they said, well, we're going to get to you right after this commercial break. And then the girls knocked the phone cord out of the wall because oh. they were so excited because they called my name. Oh. So we have a new friend, you know, Joe, call us back. Okay, cool. So I called back, and uh, we have a new friend here on Music Notes at 6. His name's Joe, and he's going to tell us the songs of the Black Album in order. And uh, so I start listing them off from memory, and I missed one. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're going to give you a second chance. So I'm going through, and I... I you know, around like nothing else matters. I'm like, how many was that? And they're like, oh, it's this many. And like, oh, okay. Like, oh, I know which one I missed. And it, it was the God that failed. <laughs> uh, but yes, I still have that plaque to this day. It's somewhere in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's next to Barkley and Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man is in my bedroom and Barkley is in the living room closet. <laughs> I know where those are now. It's just a matter of having money to send them. <laughs> Because right now I am flat broke. That, that, that's okay. I'm not. You're not in a rush to get it to me because I don't drink coffee at, when I'm at when unless I'm at work and I use my travel <laughs> mug at work. So I my travel mug. So it's not like I. I'm really like, oh, you got to get it to me now. Let's so, uh, let's put it this way. I'm surprised my internet has not been turned off yet. <laughs> but I thought. But I thought you made. Voiceover money. I do, but I need some more books or something. I'm trying to find an actual job now. This is the first time I'm actually publicly stating this. <laughs> I've told like I've told some friends like yeah, I'm fucking flat broke right now. Uh, I'm actually looking for jobs, so um, kind of just looking for like a couple of days a week just to cover child support and bills. 
But uh, yeah, you should you should check check back with um men extends. <laughs> I think I made five bucks off that. Ad. <laughs> well, every dollar counts, right? I guess. Like right after the show, I got to send receipts to my boss at All Western New York Radio so I can get reimbursed for the two John Stamos posters and the balloons we used for decorations last night. <laughs> Cost 40 bucks for those two posters. It was suggested to me we get a cardboard cutout, but the cardboard cutout was going to cost 90. So it was like, ah, uh, no, we're not doing that. <clears throat> I suppose this is the point of the show where, uh, well, I guess I don't have to uh, put down the video game controller just quite yet because it's time to take a trip to JT land. Okay. Hold on. I just got to delete more emails. Sorry. Sorry. Got to get my Hillary Clinton on. Okay. Let's see. Do we want to, do I, oh, well, yeah, we'll leave that till after JT land. Uh, of course, as every, every, as as is every week. JT Lance brought to you by dicks. Every Trump sentence has dicks, sometimes three dicks or two. And they're great dicks, terrific dicks. That I can tell you. You believe me, they're great. They're the best dicks, terrific repeat dicks, not very big dicks. Every every Trump sentence has dicks. <laughs> and my also brought to you by My Nipples Are Sensitive, which was Batista's first line in Guardians 2. I'm sorry I messed that up when I told you that for months. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was something he either said my nipples hurt, it hurts my nipples or my nipples are sensitive. I don't know. And also, I am Groot, which is Vin, D- Vin Diesel's greatest acting performance to this date. No argument there. 20 bucks, little man, so I can pretend that I have fans. Wondering during the solar eclipse where the best spot in the country is for me to put up a table and sign some pics. Ha! Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? I'm serious. No. What's going on? I'm... Sorry, I, I spaced out there. <laughs> We're doing JT led. You're asking a trivia question or something? No, no, no. It was Virgil asked, wondering during the solar eclipse where the best spot in the country is for me to put up a table and sign some pics. Anyone? Dealer? Anyone? Now on a, ser- a couple serious note ones for this one. You know what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes we can't always be jokers here on BWF Radio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know, hey, Virgil's doing it. You know, he's he's doing his free to, his right to say some of the stuff too. Sending sending some love, sending love to one of my dudes, Ric Flair. The man is a survivor. We are stronger than hashtag Charlottesville. Our love is stronger than hate. So please send love into the world. Now back to the now back to the fuck jokes. Pokemon, go fuck yourself. Fuck the solar eclipse. Without prejudice, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Hashtag be positive in four words. Go fuck yourself, jabroni. <laughs> Hashtag Monday motivation. Believe in yourself. Otherwise, go fuck yourself. All right. Let's get to the kayfabe news loaded up. Oh, I slip on some pumpkin Sam Adams. All righty here. Let's take a look. No, it's a, there's a, you won't believe what these WCW Nitro girls look like now. They have Baby, Nadia, Hey, Gress. What? What? These are all names of Nitro girls? What the fuck? 
right, next one. <laughs> you won't believe what parentheses heel wrestler just said about parentheses beloved beloved local sports team and or landmark. <laughs> Wyatt and Balor to square off in a blood bucket on a pole match. That would make some sense. Lengthen pay-per-view build as biggest party of the summer, fall, and early winter. <laughs> Protesters demand removal of Trump statue from WWE Hall of Fame. And here's the final one this week. Second generation star, our very own Adam Cole, hopes to emerge from the shadow of Father Michael. Oh, I meant Adam Cole, not not Adam Cole, the coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Derp, sorry, derping. And that's all for JT Land. See everyone next week. My brother's still waiting for his tenders, and I found it. I found. I found what I found the picture in my computer, so it's back up in JT land. So we'll fill her up because every year JT drinks 25,000 barrels, which equals 50,000 kegs, equals 775,00 gallons, equals 5,889,822.5 liter Willy, Willy Bet Betcher glasses. Hashtag G and Coaster Talk. What can I say? G is a genius. <laughs> uh, it was just reminded to me that we did not talk about the G1 finals last week and uh, we probably should do that. Alright. And oh, yeah, excuse me. that was that was totally my fault because I hadn't seen it and you know, thank you for letting me watch it without telling me everything. Because um, it was pretty much the most awesome show I can remember seeing in a while. Uh, there was just a little bit of everything, and I, mean, I was screaming at the television. I'm not going to lie, there were a couple of places where, you know, those ninjas must have been cutting onions in my living room because, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty dusty. Um, the, the whole card was fun in one way or another, but the, the big stuff, and everybody at this point, I'm assuming, knows what happened because I think all of you had watched it before I did. Um, but some of the aftermath I do want to touch on also. Um, the senior heavyweight tag title match where the Young Bucks were defending against Ricochet and Yusuke Taguchi, coach of Taguchi Japan, um, that match was a lot better than I thought, and it was a total shocker that the Young Bucks lost. Um, that doesn't happen a whole lot. It's good that those titles are actually back in New Japan proper instead of traveling the world with the Bucks, because then they can actually do stuff with it. It's been a problem for years now that both of the junior divisions, the tag and the singles titles will often get 
put on people who are not there. Like, Kushida's the champ now, and they send him on basically a world tour with Ring of Honor, partly because he's their TV champ. But, you know, if he's off doing that for months, then you're not defending the title at home. And the same thing for the tag belts. You know, at one point a while ago, Bushi caught a lot of heat for saying that the junior division in general and the tag division in particular was basically where they let all the gaijin win the belts and the matches were piss breaks. And he wasn't totally wrong about that, but you know, the match was really good. It was not your typical Young Bucks match. And you know, I am not their biggest fan, but you know they're great at what they do. And this really came off well. So that was a surprise, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Yuji Nagata's last match. He had had his tournament matches, but this was his last one match match. And it was him... And Manubu Nakanishi, freaking Nakanishi, the immovable object against the Gorillas of Destiny. And the reaction that Nagata got just for coming out about blew the roof off the building. It was crazy. And you know, if you've ever watched him over the last 20 years, you know, this is the last G G1 match he's going to have, and you know, he didn't win it, but you know, the Bullet Club actually bowed to him and saluted him, and you know, that was a pretty cool moment. Um, Daryl is back. So everybody who was just devastated at the death of Daryl uh, he was back, and it wasn't just that he was back. If you look closely, he had a Band-Aid on his face. <laughs> and um, uh, Hiromu had posted pictures, and uh, all the Barbie nurses and stuff, and it, it was really funny. But uh, Hiromu's totally different now. If you watch the physicality, and I mean, he was positively glowing. And so while the big story of LIJ versus Bullet Club to avenge Daryl didn't happen, they didn't need to. Maybe there's something else going on. But you know, Daryl is back, and everybody was happy. Um, the other return from the dead that nobody knew about, and I mean, even the wrestlers didn't know about it, according to Satoshi Kojima, when Shibata's music kicked in, the place lost it. And they weren't the only ones. And for a moment, nothing was happening. It's like, oh my God, is he here? What the? This cannot be. And walks to the ring under his own power and takes a back bump for some ridiculous reason. And he gets the microphone, and all he said was, I'm alive, that's all. And he left again. <laughs> like the most Shibata promo ever. And 
people were sobbing openly. And that, just on its own, has got to be one of the most powerful moments in wrestling that I've personally ever experienced. And I wasn't even there. I can't imagine what actually being there for that would have been. It doesn't mean that he's going to wrestle again. You know, when he said, I'm alive and that's all, that was sort of the point. But um, apparently he asked them three days before. So the whole thing was a, a super recent deal. And the reason that it mattered so much was, you know, he remembered basically falling down in the back and he wanted to be able to walk from the place where he fell to the ring under his own power. That was the thing he felt he needed to be able to do. And he did it and all things considered, he looked pretty good and considering that it's not that long ago that he posted on his blog, which is behind a paywall, that starting to look like a human being again. I mean, the man had two brain surgeries. I can't even imagine what he was physically dealing with. And you know, people just across the board were ecstatic over that. And uh, yeah, that was, that was a big thing. Um, big return of Killer Elite Squad after the heavyweight tag title match. A war Machine retained against Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page. There wasn't a whole lot of drama there. No way were they going to win that. But then Gorillas of Destiny come out. Kamatanga tries and fails miserably to cut a promo. I, whatever he was trying to do, it didn't work. And then KES comes out and just destroys everybody. So Archer's back from his injury, and KES is now going to run rampant over the tag title division, and they need that. They need it desperately. I wish that all of the tag teams were not Western, but that's what we have to have. You know, good for these guys. They're part of the Suzuki Goon faction, if you weren't clear on that. And so if you've got Minoru Suzuki with the Never title, if Killer Elite Squad takes the heavyweight tag titles and then, you know, I don't know what. They have enough guys, they could get a lot of belts. And they've been kind of stagnant since they came back, and maybe now they can actually do something. Um, the big thing, obviously, was the finals between Kenny Omega and Tetsuya Naito. This... Okay, let me think of the best way to put it. A lot of people are complaining because everything was predictable. And predictable is not always bad if it's the thing that makes the most sense. The way things played out was absolutely perfect. It made the most sense in every conceivable way. I mean, Omega wins last year, makes it to the finals again because last year... Omega versus Naito was the last match of the block, and losing that match was what kept Naito out of the finals and put Omega in. So now, 
it's kind of a repeat of that. And that match is one of the most incredible matches that you will ever see. If you haven't seen it, dear God, watch that and watch it all the way through. you got to see all of it. I don't care what anybody else uses at a rating system. If that is not a perfect five-star match, there's never going to be one. And everything about it is just glorious. So, got Naito winning G1. Got Omega doing his thing with the U.S. title, and there's something with Ibushi coming down the line. Everybody knows that, and they don't need a title for it. I wish people could get that. There's so much of, oh, well, they have to feud over this title. No, they don't. That story doesn't need a title, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see it at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but we'll, we'll see about that. But um, I know last week... Uh, Gee, you had stuff you wanted to discuss about that, but I hadn't seen it, so I kind of ruined that plan. Uh, what was it? Uh, well, the NATO thing we talked about that last year as being potential good candidate to actually win the G1 and then to kind of switch things up on us in the last couple um, matches of, of the tournament, right? And then, jeez, uh, what else was there? There was, there was something, and I, I haven't seen anything about it, so I'm assuming that it was something I confused about Jack Swagger. Jack Is there any connection to him in New Japan right now at all? No. Uh, okay. I, there have been some people with sizable followings on Twitter saying they think he would do well in New Japan. I don't know where they're getting that from. Because um, I, I just started noticing it, like, the night of that actual event and during it and it's like there's all this shit about swagger in my feet and i'm like i know i didn't see the whole show but what the fuck is okay that, that, that at least answers that that was one of the questions i didn't know if that was like a surprise return i missed oh, <laughs> like no. i i don't know if that's a big deal or not but i wasn't gonna like i said i'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up anything once you said you hadn't watched it and i'm like there was some stuff like uh Obviously, the return of Daryl. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not going to ruin that. I had to go into the notes and get rid of that right away. I was like the first image at the top of the notes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the fist bump. <laughs> I like screen cap that live. I'm like right on it. I'm like, oh, I know someone who wants that picture. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the NATO thing I just thought was kind of interesting because they do, they do sometimes put these types of stories and, and, and feuds on a very slow burn and i i thought personally because like my my limited knowledge watching that was uh more based on what i hear from you and then what i do see which isn't a lot and and did, did you see enough of the groundwork in the last year since our conversation about nato last year um that this story is indeed a carry on or carry over from what they've been building up for a couple of years, or do you feel that this was more a throwback that hadn't been referenced for the last year? Uh, I, I, they've definitely laid groundwork. The, the whole story is really closer to four years in the making, if you think about it. Now, as far as how everything played out, I'm convinced and pretty much will continue to be convinced that the finals were not originally going to be Naito Omega again. I'm 
positive that it was going to be Shibata in that spot. Mm-hmm. And there are several reasons for that. I think when they had to fix their original plan, they realized, okay, hey, we could do this. Because otherwise, I mean, they didn't need to put Kinney in the finals at all after Ibushi was not going to make the finals and after they put their U.S. title on Kinney, you know, he didn't need to make it there. And I mean, it's totally cool that he did, but I think Kinney was a plan B. Um, a huge deal has been made since the end of G1 that uh, and most of this is coming from the press conference and then subsequent interviews with Naito himself that when he won the G1 in 2013 he was not able to capitalize on it he wasn't able to properly use it as a springboard to something great like he should have been and now he's able to do that. Um, you know, they, they love their redemption stories and that's so much what this is. Um, if you if you remember little details and you know, New Japan counts on all of the audience remembering everything. Yeah. Some of us were pretty convinced that we were going to get Naito versus Okada at the Tokyo Dome for the heavyweight title when um, uh, last year, uh, when Naito spit on Okada. And I know he spits on a lot of people, but this was different because they weren't in a match at the time. They're like, oh, oh, that's going somewhere. There was just something about the moment they set up that it seemed like, this is where we're going. And uh, really, if you were reading interviews and watching how the matches went, douchebag Okada has returned. Yeah. The Okada that we have seen in G1 is an absolute dick. I mean, there is nothing likable about him at all. And that's how the character was first introduced way back in 2012. You know, he was supposed to be this super arrogant asshole, and he's definitely gone back to that. So even though he gets you know, a big reaction as the champ, he's now giving us somebody who needs to be taken down. And with the ending of G1, where you know, Evil got a win over him, and Evil has basically kicked his ass ever since. Um... I, I don't, there's no way that Okada's losing the title before Wrestle Kingdom, but, you know, Evil has really, you know, well, he's made Okada his bitch. There's no other way about it. And so, Wrestle Kingdom, I we're going to see that main event, and I think Okada's going down. <coughs> I guess there's also uh, the, those storylines themselves could build along going forward past Wrestle Kingdom anyways. I mean, what we're talking about is long-term storytelling after all. So if, if I mean, I, I, I hear you with the title not flipping, then, you know, obviously. Kind, kind of uncharacteristic. 
Oh. Was there any? Was there any? Uh, I I didn't see it really meant anything in in the news. So there is not in our news. Did you notice any other big developments coming out of the G1 at all this week, or is it just kind of quiet until uh, we get to the to get to destruction? Yeah, the, this is the downtime. Uh, I certainly need one. Um, <laughs> but uh, the card for the destruction shows hasn't come out yet. There's going to be three of them. Interestingly, there's not going to be one in Tokyo. Um, there's going to be one in Fukushima, one in Hiroshima, and the third one, I think, is in Osaka. I could be wrong about that, but you know, they're doing three destruction shows again, and they're not doing one in Tokyo, which is different. Um, that's fine, though, if they don't want to burn out the audience there. I totally get that. Um, as far as other stuff, Coming out of um, we are going to see, I guess, starting at the top and going down, um, Naito has to defend his title shot, and he said he'll defend it against Ishii because Ishii's beaten him twice. Ishii beat him in the G1, and he beat him in Long Beach in the U.S. title tournament. So he wants that win back. However, he's also said that while other people have defended the title shot at pretty much every show, he thinks that's stupid and he's only going to do it once. Because he said if you constantly defend it, it cheapens everything. Why should you defend that against you know, anybody and everybody? You know, I'll defend it against Ishii because I want to get my win back, but that's the only time I'm defending it. And that's actually good. I, mean, I don't know if they're going to let him get away with that every interview he does has some line about i know it's not going to happen because this company never listens to me but <laughs> da -da -da. Um, and that's how they've played it so we're gonna have naito ishii um i don't i don't know that we would have that in destruction i think it's uh probably power struggle uh, something after that Maybe even King of Pro Wrestling, if it's only going to happen once, because King of Pro Wrestling is a bigger show. Um, other stuff that's going to happen, uh, Big Mike Elgin is um, going after Hiro Suzuki for the Never Openweight title, because Big Mike actually beat Suzuki in the G1. Um, that was really good. Um, Mike is literally too big for a lot of Suzuki's stuff to work. So um, this you know, brutality going both ways. So that's going to be a thing that happens. Uh, Juice Robinson beat Kenny Omega. He's going to get a U.S. title shot at some point, and there's no good reason not to do that on a New Japan show. Uh, Evil will get a title shot against Okada. Um, no way is he going to win it, but you know that puts him at a level he's never been at before. And then there were other things that happened as far as potential fallout that didn't have titles involved with them. You know, Evil had a great G1. A lot of people even call him an MVP. Sonata, not so much. So everybody wanted him to have this great breakout G1 and he didn't have it. And the thing is, he knows he didn't have it. The one comment he posted pretty much said that. 
And so there's got to be an evil Sonata feud going on at some point. It doesn't mean the faction is going to break up. Because, again, they may not be talking about it, but Naito does. And he's really cagey about it. He says, look, just because we're in the same faction doesn't mean we always get along and everything is peachy. But, you know, you get better by fighting the best, and we're all the best, so we should be fighting each other. And I hope Evil takes the title from Okada so that we can fight at Wrestle Kingdom. I hope that Sonata, you know, does this or that. So I don't think it's by accident that the guy who's hailed as the next big thing and the future ace of the company didn't do so great, and the guy who's been kind of in the shadow is the one who had the awesome G1. I think that's by design, and I think we're going to see something coming out of that. Um, you know, Tamatanga has you know, some impressive solo work, and there was a lot of Bullet Club tension stuff going on. I don't know if he's going to be fighting with any of them, but there were several things that didn't involve a title that I think we can expect to see moving forward. Well, I guess uh, wait off till destruction and let these guys heal up. I heard, I know they must, obviously, the injuries and G1 are not as bad potentially when there's spacing between the events more so, but I heard someone was trying to like get a, a picture with, with Omega in Winnipeg. He was home and Apparently, his reaction was, oh, you just want to make sure I'm not dead, right? <laughs> well, after the match he had, that's a completely justifiable statement. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, to close out on this whole one thing, I really, really wish that New Japan as a company would have a policy of once G1 ends, our guys don't take any bookings at all for, like, a two-week period. Some of them, as soon as one was over, they got on a plane and flew somewhere else. <clears throat> like all five members of LIJ went to uh, London for Ring of Honor. Um, you know, last year, as soon as it was over, Shibata gets on a plane to Vegas for a Ring of Honor show, and they're not the only ones. And that doesn't help. And especially if it's you know, people in the tournament matches who have really been put through the ringer, the company needs to protect their assets, and they're not doing it. And you know, this ties into a, a, a very you know, heated back and forth about you know, somebody was talking about Daniel Bryan as opposed to Shibata and whether they should ever even attempt wrestling again. And, oh, well, you know, it's their bodies. They can decide what they want to do with it. And, you know, that's true to a point. But mm -hmm. if you are New Japan Pro Wrestling, you need to take care of your assets. And if that means saying, okay, you know, Tanahashi, when you're done filming this movie, you are getting surgery on that bicep that is torn in three places and you will not come back until it is healed. You know, no, Naito, you're not going to London for Ring of Honor. You're going to you know, rest and heal up, or you know, whoever it was. 
because it's almost counterproductive that you're going to spread the show out and do all these things to make it easier on the guys in the show. And then the second it's over, they take off and do other bookings. I mean, if I were Kadani, I'd be saying, no, I'm out. Okay, well, I, I don't know. I agree with you. I don't know what, what the deal is with that. I mean, the company would obviously be in their best interest to give these guys a break, but... Mm-hmm. Hopefully they're getting paid really well for those appearances. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all the only thing I can say out of that, other than yeah. really, really, right? Yeah. All right. On Monday, August 21st, the United States will experience a total eclipse of the sun. Here are some helpful tips for the best eclipse viewing experience. The people of Tennessee may have the best view, but will also be the first to be sacrificed. Yay! Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Laura. Animals may behave strangely. If your dog speaks like a man, heed its dire warnings. (laughs) Don't trust the squirrel with a child's face. It speaks only lies. When your double arrives, resist the inclination to fight it. It may be stronger than you. Chances are, it will disappear after the eclipse. Be Uh careful it doesn't switch places. It'll be a few decades before you get the chance to come back. If you stare into the void and it blinks first, you win. But the prize is insanity. Werewolves are not only impossible to kill during an eclipse, they become super werewolves. Whatever you do, don't buy any weird plants. We don't want a repeat of last time. Apophis, the moon serpent, may try to eat you. Let him. (laughs) Remember, no matter how salty your GBF is, the moon still throws the best. If once upon a time you were falling in love, but now you're only falling apart, there's nothing you can do. This is a different kind of eclipse. (laughs) What in the fuck is Coaster doing? (laughs) That, That one wasn't me. That wasn't you? I was cla- I was clapping. Oh, JT was clapping. clapping. I okay. was clapping. Dude. All right. Ah, I got you. All right. This is me fapping. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Alternative facts. This is a stupid, sexy Flanders. Kudos to AngryMarks.com, EcoMerce.Fiverr.com, NashvillePillows.biz, CoasterMilkCartons.edu, and DrowGuysSpeaks.u. Listen, JT actually sent she his stuff.truth. Praise be Gender.ca, if Riot dies, we Daryl.melmac, is something something, Gene Simmons.owns. Everything, keep GHI.gofundg.com. Joe kind of stopped watching wrestling except for the week. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except for the week, he kind of sort of watched it. Glitterbeer.org. Does anybody even care about this section? Yes, we do. Glitterallbeer.org. And um, just got Hina Parry and Specialicity, 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 Specialicity. Yeah, what he said. Friendly reminder of some stupid <laughs> shit you didn't care about in the first place. Uh, Monday. As information slowly trickles out about why Richard Morgan Flair, better known as Ric Flair, was hospitalized over the weekend, the news becomes more and more concerning. Flair's manager, Melinda Zanoni, said, Are, are you a fan, of, a fan or friend of Ric Flair? If so, we need prayers and positive energy for our living legend as he is dealing with some tough medical issues. ESPN 30 for 30 director Rory Karpf said, Please pray for my friend Ric Flair and keep him in your thoughts. Flair suffers from alcoholic cardiomyopathy. 
a condition brought on by a lifetime of excessive drinking where the muscles in the heart are no longer able to pump blood efficiently to the body. Uh, he was placed in a medically induced coma as he got ready for surgery. Uh, Flair had a portion of his bowel removed. Uh, Flair had an external pacemaker put in to help his heart, and he's on kidney dialysis. He's still got an infection. Uh, there's been a problem as far as giving him antibiotics because of his weakened condition, so it's a bad situation. Unfortunately, that's, that is this morning's update, so unless something happened in the last hour or two, I'll double check, but I, yeah, I guess the infection is what he's dealing with as of today. Right. So we'll see what happens. Rick Flair rushed to hospital after Melta says Okada Omega trilogy is way above Flair's steamboat. I mean, even though I 100% agree with Dave, we all have to upvote this post in Nature's insider term, time of need. Uh, that from Sir Toolman on Reddit. No, even even the trolls have been re respectful. I gotta I gotta tell you, I was all surprised. Yeah, there's been a couple. That was that was the only one that I thought ah, that one's kind of cute. Right. Uh, the Barclays. Yeah, go ahead. What? Go ahead. Huh? No, I was I was gonna go to the next thing. You you, you go ahead. Oh. Okay. Well, well, let's move along. Woo. Okay. <laughs> now we're all we'll protect him. We're all rooting for Rick. We, we <laughs> definitely are. Uh, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn became the site of a Donald Trump protest before NXT TakeOver and WWE SummerSlam this weekend, largely because of Trump's inclusion in the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. Organizer John Stevens had this to say, We were talking about how Trump gave that crazy press conference, and then thought about how he's in the WWE Hall of Fame even though Hulk Hogan got kicked out over racism. What Trump has done is remarkably worse than what Hogan did, since he's dividing the country by siding with neo-Nazis and white nationalists. I was sickened by that press conference and his response to Charlottesville. Basically, WWE is endorsing those comments by having Trump in their Hall of Fame. I can't wrap my brain around the fact that they leave him in there, take Hogan out, and claim that they care about racism. Protester Stephen Miller says, They have two options. Leave someone who defends neo-Nazis and white supremacists in the Hall of Fame and accept that their fans will look at them as hypocrites the next time they take a stand about racism, homophobia, or other types of prejudice, or have a spine and stand up to racism. If they choose to leave him in the Hall of Fame, I will question whether or not I'll continue to watch their product. Wait, wait, wait. When did when did uh, when did when did WWE take Hogan out of the Hall of Fame? I've never they, they, never knew that they, they didn't come out. They, they didn't. Pretended, no. They did like they normally. I thought they that's what I thought. I thought they did like they normally do. Just pretended he pretended he didn't exist for a few years. No, and, that, and that's exactly what they did. Like Hogan and Snuka, despite the things. Uh, that, you know, are worthy of removal from Hall of Fames, you know, have not been removed from the Hall of Fame. Look, and look, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't want to go ranting on this, and I don't want to say, like, I'm defending things, I'm defending hate, and I'm defending all this, but you know what? What what was said was said regarding and then this is this is like the whole general of everything. This is like removing all the statues. You got to realize, yes, you want to remove General Lee from where he's at, where wherever they wanted to take him down. But you also have to realize, every one of our founding fathers supported and did the same thing General Lee did. And they're they're hell. It, it, you know, you're getting you you're just doing shit like this. You can't you can't just you know. And you know what? Even with Donald Trump, said, you know what? This was he was put in the Hall of Fame before he said this stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, you you can't just erase it and say, well, well, we, we can't do this. You know, you know, I, I'm I, I you know, for me, for someone, I'm fairly. I won't 
admit to a side that I'm, I'm fairly liberal for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I see shit like this happening, and it's like, look, I saw, I, I know what got me the other day was, I got me to laugh the other day was someone posted a thing, boycott all the money with slave owners. I mean, every dollar bill denomination except for the um, $5. I'm like, well, the $5 guy also owns slaves too. So, mm-hmm. you know, all these people that were beholden to love, got to remember, they supported this shit too back when, you know, you can't, it, yes, yes, you can sit, some of these people supported some of this, you know, they, they fought for that, for that, but you got to realize it's also still a part of history. You can't just mm-hmm. say, oh, this never happened when you just pretend, you know, it's like, okay, I want to pretend that Tom Brady doesn't have five Super Bowl rings, <laughs> but I saw all five Super Bowl rings, him win five Super Bowl rings. As much as I want them, him to be to found as a shady players, I want them to be erased. You can't go back. That shit happened. I watched him come back from tw- what was it from a twenty-eight three deficit and win a fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> I hate it. I pulled my hairs out when I saw it. But you know what? You can't erase that shit. I'm sorry. It's I. No. You know I know this. This doesn't. This. This is just. It, it's not the right thing to say. But you know what? It, this is how you gotta. You, you can't just. You can't just do this shit, man. You can't. Well, I don't. JT, it's not a question of erasing. It's a question that is a little bit more complicated than that. As far as uh, these arguments have been flying left and right, no pun intended, for (laughs) ages now. (laughs) And yeah, if you actually look at some context here. The thing that people are really pushing about General Lee and specifically Civil War stuff, they they don't want it down because they own slaves. They want it down because they were literal traitors to the country, and the reason they fought was so states would have the right to have slaves. Okay. And it's really more of the treason okay. issue, which is not, you know, that part's not negotiable. Treason was, in fact, committed. Okay. And, and you know so, what? You know what? You know what? I'm not going to argue that because you know what? You're probably the most level-headed person I've heard any explanation mm-hmm. on it from. So, you know, you, you, you put it in the right, you put it in the right perspective. So okay. well, this is why I don't, this is why I don't watch it. This is why I need to stop letting everything everything I see on the internet. This is why I stay from <laughs> staying mostly political off the internet now because it's like yeah. it, everybody just shares it what they for what they believe, what they what or what someone tells them, and then they believe, and then they find something online and they share it. Well, to you your know? point, to your point, JT, this is uh, I I recently bought that uh, Tom and Jerry uh, Golden Collection or whatever, right? <laughs> And uh, it, it, the Blu-ray, as soon as you put it in the in the drive, uh, comes up with uh, some of the cartoons you're about to see are a product of their time. They may, de- may depict uh, some of the ethnic and racial prejudices that were commonplace in American society. These depictions were wrong then and are wrong today. While the following does not represent the Warner Brothers' view of today uh, of today's society, some of these cartoons are being presented as they were originally created because to do otherwise would be the same as claiming these prejudices never existed. <clears throat> So that's a, that's ha- that's a JT's that's point. That's on but. a number of uh, cartoon collections. I've seen it yeah. on some of the uh, like old Bugs Bunny stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, hell, look at um Family Guy. They uh, they take every shot at Disney for 
their hatred of the Jewish culture. <laughs> right. You know. Walt Disney himself was a card carrying nuts. Yes. People don't always know that, but yeah. <laughs> but we all love it. We all love Disney because they put out all those awesome Marvel movies. And they own the Star Wars <laughs> fran- they and they own the Star Wars franchise now. So we love Disney. Well and well, I, I guess to tie all that conversation up, um <laughs> the point I was getting at before was if you take away committing treason, what else would we know Robert E. Lee for? Not really much of anything. Mustache. But yeah, I know we wouldn't have the Dukes of Hazard either. If he was, uh, he was. His military strategy would be the next thing. That would be it. I think those were the. T- I saw a checklist. I, I, I mean, look, I know this is for your guys' politics, and we're just kind of watching, eating popcorn, the rest of the world. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, want to to, I want to go to Canada so bad. It, it, it's hard not to, because from an outsider's perspective, it's just, it just really feels like an extension of the election. The extreme left and right are bringing out the worst in people, and, and JT's point about things being shared and political arguments and rants. And, and then to, to Drow's point about history, and Joe as well, the history and time, and, and I think the majority of people in the States realize that we've moved on but but they're not acting like it right now um but yeah it's it's a point about lee like he's known for really for a small handful of things and those are the those are it the mustache and the military strategy and the being the leader in the south and whatnot but you know i don't even want to say this but i'm going to say this anyway because it's not the best example and i apologize there are many military leaders in history that are respected by the enemy because of their ability. And Rommel is a great example from the Nazis. Just saying. Um, does that make him a Nazi? No, I'm not going to. That's why I didn't want to use it, but it's the best example I can think of. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Really, for me, that's that significant. And, and I think I would know this because we get so much American history up here. I can tell you way more about some of, the, of your leaders and, and, and event historical figures than I can tell about my own goddamn countries, which is fucked up, but it's true. I think the best, uh, the best thing I've seen is uh, only in America will we uh, start a new civil war by destroying the monuments from the uh, first one. <laughs> <laughs> you try, yeah, you know, and that's the fucked up, and it's like, we did the, the, that's all shit is so fucked up down in this country, it's just People will fucking bitch and they want change for fucking any fucking thing. And it's like, my that's why I always say, you know, one of my favorite things I like to say is, like, yeah, we got freedom of speech in this country. As long as your doors and windows are closed and you have all your win- your blinds shut so that no one, it, no one walks by and happens to look into your window and sees you talking. Because, you know, you might offend that person. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's hope. That things cool down over the next couple of weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not. It's not. <sighs> yeah, there, there, there's, there's not. This is not the first instance of civil unrest that we've had in the summer oh, in the states. Um, recently, last year, you know, the BLM and everything like that, which is still part of what's going on now in a way. Mm-hmm. It had its, it had its focal point of violence and and car vehicular. That's right. No, I'm mis saying that, but. Fucking vehicular, assholes right. running down people on the streets. Right. Um, we saw this last summer for about four or five weeks of really high tension, and then kind of cooled off. 
kind of had a, a moment of BWF radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you so you like, want to chime in, Coaster? Because you're the only one who hasn't said anything. No, as soon as you guys got political, I just tuned out. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't fault you for that. Well, we just want to get you. We, we, we. You know what? We're equal opportunity here, at BWF. We want everyone to have an opinion, whether it be right like Drow's or wrong like mine. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be right or wrong. It could also be alt wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, where's that Cleveland show thing when I need it? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Here it comes. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know, man, like, you don't have to, you don't have to chime in. I mean, generally, we do sometimes get on political stuff on this show. And I, I put the shit in the news. I kind of knew. I kind of knew. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> but well, it, you know, you know what the thing is, is I, you know, for, for someone like me, I, I, I stay, like I say, especially since Trump's got elected, I, I've stayed off the political realm. I've tried and been very little political about anything because, you know what, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, it's not, for me, I'm not. It's not worth it. It's not worth getting. It's not lo- worth losing friends over. It's no. not worth. It's not worth getting in an argument over. Yeah, I have. I spotted out and you know, stood up for certain things. Yeah, I've said you know some things. I've tried calling some some people out on their bullshit, but I've also. It's like you know, I'm not. I'm not. I, I just. I don't want to be in my. I just. I don't want it in my the the, the hate and negativity in my fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I mean, well, no, it's it's it's, a, it's totally understandable. I, it's kind of hard for us to ignore this. Like, I don't know if you guys even heard about this story. I was unaware of it until this morning, but it jumped out at me. And it, partly the reason that I thought we should talk about it, at least if nothing else, is that there's a pretty big pay-per-view tonight, and there's a whole bunch of protests still going on. Mm-hmm. We could be talking about this next week because of stuff that happens tonight. Now, I hope it doesn't, but Absolutely. it could happen. I mean, yeah. realistically, the, I'll check the Vegas odds for you, folks. But I don't. You know. <laughs> that's just retarded. That's like that's like that's like going outside of a Mar- protesting outside of a Marilyn Manson concert. Because God forbid, it's Marilyn well, Manson. I agree with you, but there's the Trump connection to the Hall of oh, Fame. You, oh, you I heard know. the quote from this John Stevens oh, I guy. I there's know. so I, I wonder you know what? if past it to have something to happen tonight. At least, if nothing else, just a protest. And you know what? You know what? Oh yeah, I know. I and I hear you, and I understand. And like, I think a lot of this too, with with this, you know. And I'm not the biggest Trump fan. I'll admit that. But I know a lot of it too. A lot of what all the shit he put out and said. And like I said, I'm not saying condoning what he said in the last week, but a lot of the stuff he said before he got elected was just so he'd get elected. And then he was trying to fuck himself. He was trying to get himself not elected and. Uh oh, it shows what our country, the state of our country, is, and mm-hmm. we're actually in this realm of we thought we were going forward, and we're actually not. You know, I don't know. I've had three. I'm on beer number four right now, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm starting to not make sense very much. We're going to be driving you to beer number five if you're talking politics. I bet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I'm with JT. I try not to talk politics if I can yeah. get away with it. Get away with not doing so. Uh, but uh, like, I, I think we can all agree, fuck Nazis. Yeah. Okay, like, like that was that was a rant I went on. Uh, you know, I did a, a very short version of my podcast on uh, Wednesday, and that was one of the tangents I got off on. Was you know, 
you know, fuck Nazis and fuck you racists and... Well, that's the thing, too. Like, like we're a country that fucking wants to have one NFL team's name changed because some people don't like it. And we have a a Republican right that wants to criticize a football player because he doesn't stand up for a fucking poem that was written that will that will that will say soldiers right. died for, for, for that it's not respect for soldiers that died but then again the poem was written after a bunch of soldiers died for anyway so it's like yeah. and soldiers it's who have died man i hear you I just, soldiers who have fought come out and say hey no uh what he's doing is what i fought for what the fuck is wrong with I, you people <laughs> I know, yeah. you know, you know, as someone who hates that guy, I, and I so has hated that guy so much because he plays on the team. He used to play for the team I hate, even though I wish Oakland would sign him be, as a backup quarterback because you need one. Hint, hint. Um, you don't want to make backup money. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, you know, the, the, dude, this is that's his right as a fucking American. Absolutely, and 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 you've got one now. You've got Marshawn Lynch. I saw over last weekend. People were like, "Oh, he didn't stand up for the national anthem." You, you know what? You know, and here I've said this before, and I'll say it fucking again too, dude. Ninety percent of us, when I was in high school, I would not. I stood. We were forced to stand up for the president. Not a single fucking person in my homeroom from four fucking years of high school ever said the fucking pledge of allegiance. So, uh-huh. so, and I guarantee you, half of those people in my home when we're fucking sitting there criticizing this guy because he didn't fucking stand up for the national anthem. Uh-huh. So, like, how, how and who and who who when they watch the Super Bowl stands up for the national anthem, right? <laughs> you know, it's like unless you're at yeah. the game. <laughs> Yeah, no, I you're absolutely right about that. All right, let's get back to uh let's get back on topic here. News Yes. Free Bella and Daniel Bryan are undergoing treatment to return for erectile I mean to return to the ring. All right. Uh yeah. From that moment, which was pretty much two years ago, he's been doing every kind of testing to every kind of experiment you can imagine for the brain. And he actually found one. It's this oxygen hyperbaric chamber or something. And uh, no, excuse me, NDQ21 on Reddit says, After listening to a podcast, I have diagnosed Daniel Bryan is safe to return to the ring. You'll probably get deja vu reading this, but Shelton Benjamin has agreed to a deal with WWE to return to the company. He had already agreed to this once before, but required uh, the required WWE medical revealed that he needed a shoulder surgery for a torn rotator cuff, uh, which he got and rehabbed in the interim, so now he's good to go. Yay, the gold standard is back. Several NWA territories, including NWA Smoky Mountain, are dropping the NWA initials this weekend in anticipation of their licenses not being renewed by Billy Corgan. <laughs> it's funny because, like, uh, I, I went on the uh, local uh, rock radio station website just because I was broke, and I was like, I wonder if they have any, like, you know, entry-level jobs. And they're looking for on-air talent. So I, and it's like, you know, we need a production reel. So I asked my uh, my boss at the radio station, I said, Scott, what the hell do I do in a production reel? And so he said, you know, do like ads and bumpers and things like that that you've done. Like, okay, cool. 
And one of the ads that I had to dig up was the old NWA Parade of Champions 2016 in Fort Worth, Texas ad. Congratulations to former Intercontinental Champion Drew McIntyre for become the cha- for becoming the champion of the developmental organization. The cream truly rises to the top, says T. Chuff on Reddit. Just a reminder, guys, when Adam Cole is done with NXT, he will go straight to 205 Live, says Roman Reigns, according to uh, Let Me Lurk Around on Reddit. <laughs> the only way my next takeaway could... <laughs> I know, right? I don't. How do you pronounce that, right? Uh, take. I, I, I think I don't know. It's NXT, but with my lady, so Max T. Max T. Yeah. The only way Max T. Takeaway could be any. It could have been any better. Is if Dave Daddy Meltzer find him find. Uh, if if Dave Daddy Meltzer himself came over to my house wearing nothing but a Bullet Club shirt and hiking boots and sat on my lap whilst we watched it. Uh, that from uh, Kev Dunn Jr. on on Reddit. This is breathtaking. There's another departure from GFW to announce. Elijah Burke, a.k.a. Pope D'Angelo De Niro, has wished them well in their future endeavors. That's bad. Hey, man, he's, he's your Pope, my Pope, the Pope. Come on. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I heard he sucks really bad in TNA. I, I really don't know. <laughs> this this just in from kayfabe news um fan proclaims every match on nxt show match of the night <laughs> gfw has concluded its internal consideration of the events con- uh, surrounding the suspension of alberto el patron while it's apparent that initial reports unfairly characterized el patron's involvement in the incident or in the orlando airport we are nonetheless disappointed with the manner in which he dealt with this situation we expect we expect more decorum from all on the GFW roster, especially the world champion. We have communicated with El Patron our decision to strip him of his championship title. No decision has been taken as to the date on which he will be reinstated to the roster. The conditions of which are a private matter between the company and El Patron. Uh, this is a spoiler, I think. I don't think this aired yet, but Eli Drake is your new. Global Force Wrestling Unified Champion following Alberto El Patron being stripped of the title. Oh, man, I've earned it for, like, four people. Yeah, right. Sorry, guys. I apologize. <laughs> I, I assume that that was already announced. My bad. They may have. I, I know uh, I saw the clip from Impact where... Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's skip ahead in the news very slightly here, too. Jim Cornette returned, uh, and... Uh, Basically, his character fired Bruce Pritchard's character, took the world title, and said, we're going to have a gauntlet match next uh, whatever fucking night TNA airs, or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves now. Uh, Whatever night Impact airs, they're going to have the uh, gauntlet match. Uh, Low-key, who was supposed to face El Patron at Destination X, came out, and they threatened uh, him and LAX threatened Jim Cornette, and Jim Cornette says, well, I'm going to do you a favor... Because you're right, you are getting screwed by not being, you know, having your number one contenders match, or having your match tonight as the number one contender. I'm going to let you go in number 20 in this gauntlet. Uh, Which, clearly, he didn't win if Eli Drake won, so. John Hennigan, formerly known as John Morrison and Johnny Mundo, is coming to Global Force Wrestling as Johnny Impact. I miss Johnny Nitro. Yeah. (laughs) Five last names he's had now. Yeah. 
Uh, Jim Cornette returned to Impact. The company also welcomed him back to Taryn Terrell, a.k.a. Tiffany, in WWE to the fold. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter says, Sami Zayn has backstage heat. Uh, Big Cass. Big Cass has backstage heat. Uh, Enzo? Uh, you know what? Baron Corbin. Baron has a extremely long pause for dramatic effect. You know, nuclear heat backstage for working a mark on Twitter. No, it wasn't me. I never get worked, I think. I can't even read the name on that one. That's from Reddit. <laughs> Asuka is now the longest reigning modern era WWE champion at 505 days headed into TakeOver. Only four WWE champions in their entire history have been longer. Does anyone else? Fuck Baron Corbin. He's so bland. Skin fat dumpster fire admin. Wait, he lost his cash-in? Does anyone else think WWE is wasting Baron Corbin? <laughs> <laughs> that from Piplup TCG on Reddit. Uh, for your GIF pleasure, WWE now has their own Jiffy channel. And yes, it's pronounced Jiffy. And Jif. Fight me. No. Choose your mom's choose Jif. Hey, uh, the comedian Jerry Lewis died this morning, by the way, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to have to show with that. I found that out during the show. So. Yeah, me too. I was going to say, I was going to say it then, so I guess I don't have to do it now. Yeah. yeah, our condolences to his fans and family and friends and everybody. He made it to 91. He had a good run. He did, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, probably watch that uh, Halloween episode of The Simpsons he was in. Where he played uh, Professor Frank's father and was stealing everybody's organs. <laughs> All right. Heads on pikes. Anybody got anything else they want to add to this show? Nope. Other, other than Super Slam. Oh, hold on. Effect. Super Slam. Forgot I gotta push up the fader for that now. <laughs> Summerfest! Yeah, Summerfest and all that. Summerfest! Yeah! And his name oh, is oh. John Cena! You can't shoot me. You can't shoot me. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, uh... Let's get out of here. I am at Think So Joe for at Random Medhead, at Book Junkie Jaina, at G of the Internet, at El Generico, at Mark underscore Noise, who will be back eventually. We are at Wrestling Fin, that's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels, Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can listen to this podcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, live on BoardWrestlingFan.com, or download us afterwards, iTunes, Stitcher, Cheap Pete. Oh shit, I had an ad I was supposed to read and I forgot. <laughs> uh, let me do that now. And then we'll redo this. <laughs> I, I completely forgot. I have an ad. Oops. We don't get them very often. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm just going to start his ad next week. Unless it had something to do with SummerSlam, and then we have to do it this week. <laughs> and, and let, let's face it. Noise is getting ass. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why he's not here. Who knows? That's why he's not here. He's getting Please. ass. This is good on all right, let me get this. Uh, one second here. This is what happens when you don't do ads very often. Here we go. Uh, he didn't even give me copy. He was just like, this is what my ad's for. <laughs> uh, 
The uh, new show, Pro Wrestling Top 5, is youtube.com slash the pro wrestling top five. Uh, the latest episode is Top 5, Randy Savage Matches. Uh, Randy Savage Matches. Uh, the gentleman uh, who uh, hosts the hosts of the podcast, one is a uh, writer for PW Torch, and the co-host was the senior editor for ProWrestling.net. So there you go, YouTube.com slash, uh, I, I can't see because my computer just got in my way, uh, YouTube.com slash the Pro Wrestling Top 5. So check that out, and we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. We're professionals, brother. Not. <laughs> uh-